Hey friends, today on the podcast, we are heading back to the Javery Pain Institute, and this time around, Dr. Josh Suderman and I are talking about sciatica. As I said, my guest today, Dr. Josh Suderman from the Javery Pain Institute. Dr. Suderman, how are you, my friend? You know, I'm doing well. Um, just like everyone, we're kind of trying to ease back into the routine of life, both family and work and everything. And it's coming along, but uh, there's still some challenges, but uh, overall doing well. So, Dr. Suderman, let's start there for a second, because you guys have been seeing patients for a long time during COVID. What has this been like for you to navigate through that to make sure, like you said, make sure your friends are safe, your patients are safe, and your family is safe while still doing the good work that you guys do? Initially in 2020, we and a lot of other outpatient clinics who weren't literally saving a life struggled with that definition of what is essential. And initially, we had a couple of weeks where we were open two days. Um, we had to let some people go. Uh, common theme, we weren't the only ones. Sure. And now, as the months went on and we're at you know October 2021, we're realizing it's essential to keep people healthy, not just keep them breathing and keep them away from COVID, um, but to keep them healthy. Uh, and that includes pain, which is the most common reason people see a doctor. People take pain for granted, and they just think that thing in their back is just going to be like that forever, so I'm not going to deal with it. We're just going to keep going. And one of the things that we're talking about today is sciatica. And I, I'm wondering, you guys are seeing an influx of patients that are asking about this or coming in and thinking they have this. And I'm wondering, is this a symptom of either a people like myself who are still working from the home and maybe using a folding chair for mm -hmm. 24 months and what that does to your spine and nerves and all of that stuff. And, or is it another echo of people who just aren't taking care of themselves, right? They're not going to see their general proc. They haven't seen a dentist in a minute. Like I said, to start this off with, they've just got a pain that they're just letting linger that will eventually become something that's problematic. What are you guys seeing and where do you think this is coming from? I think there's a lot of overlap, kind of like those circle Venn diagrams. Um, like I said earlier, pain is the most common reason people see a doctor. And as we age and we live on earth with gravity, <laughs> two things we can't avoid, <laughs> Yes, yes. you know, uh, arthritis sets in. And so people already deal with pain on a daily, weekly basis prior to COVID. That brought in a lot of people. And you add on different positions at home with ergonomics, different you know, work routines, life routines, plus the isolation and stress you kind of alluded to with you know, being in a basement, being at home, not having that interaction. And so that brings on Again, as I mentioned before, the essential nature of what we're doing, even though we're not in a hospital, keeping people literally alive, um, both of those things, I would say to answer your question, are additive. And so we see pain in general more and more when there's these stressors, in addition to the normal process of life and aging. And the specific sciatica term certainly plays a part in this because it's probably one of the most common reasons uh, people come to see us. Now, when you hear, when I hear the word sciatic nerve or sciatica, you automatically muster up meme or joke culture, right? Because that's the one that everyone, oh, oh my sciatic, right? Because they don't actually know right. where that is. So first, 
where does that nerve run from and to? <laughs> and then second, how do I begin to think that might be the problem here? Sure. So sciatica means back and leg pain. And the source we think of as being in your back. An analogy that I often use is like a tree. And these words that we describe our bodies often overlap with a tree. Your trunk, your back, that's where these nerves start in your spinal cord. And that's running up and down your back, right in the middle of your trunk. There are branches of these nerves, just like branches of a tree that run down your limb. And a few of those branches come together and make one big nerve that goes down your leg. And there are other nerves in your leg, but sure. that's the sciatic nerve. And so sciatica means coming from that nerve. And that nerve, as it travels down your leg, it does a lot of important stuff. It tells you what you're feeling, tells you how to move your leg. But if it's irritated from something going wrong in the trunk of the tree up there, arthritis, pinching on that nerve, a disc which cushions your spine, bulging back against that nerve, coming together to kind of pinch it, you will feel that pain. And it's often like you just illustrated that shock of pain, that jolt of pain. It feels electrical going down your leg. Now, typically, does this, do you feel it? And, and again, I hate to paint with a broad brush when I'm talking to a doctor, so I don't mean to do that. But for some context <laughs> for people watching, is does it typically manifest in the leg and is misdiagnosed, or do you feel it in the back first? Like, where does it typically show up? It's a spectrum. Some people, if you think of it kind of, you know, meters kind of going up and down, some people have more back pain plus the leg pain. Some people have about an equal amount, and some people have more of that leg pain um, with that nerve being present running down the leg. So it can be a mixture of both. And I would say the... The intensity of the pain, though, is often in the leg, that it, the intense experience of that shooting, traveling, electrical jolting pain that really brings people into our office is usually in the leg. Now, Dr. Suderman, you're obviously an expert in what we would call chronic pain management. And so this leads me to the obvious next question is when you have something going on with your sciatic nerve or some version of sciatica, what is the spectrum by which I should come see you? Like, when is it at the point where I should go, okay, I need a doctor to help me relieve this? Chronic means long-term. Medically, you know, in our world, we think of three months or longer. I think for a patient, for a layperson, when it's lasting longer than you think it should, and it's not serving any purpose, right? So that pain is a sign that something's wrong, and it's not really helping you to hold still while you heal from a cut or a fracture or a surgery. It's just there nagging. Now, there are some insurance guidelines that are ever increasing, and there's timelines there where we have to wait until people have tried certain things for a certain time before we can consider a procedure that we do. But in general, it's when is that back pain and leg pain not going away when you think, when you and your general practitioner, primary doctor think, and when is it not responding to maybe some rest, some ice, some heat, some sure. basic medications? That's where we kind of come into play. Which then leads us to the question, so when I come to see you, Dr. Suderman, what are right. you going to do to me, buddy? So when, you know, when we meet a patient the first time, we block out a lot of time. Uh, we give patients an hour, and we sit down, and we're, we just chat. We talk about where you feel your symptoms, how you feel them how you experience them in life. Remember what we were saying before, isolation, stress, 
other things going on, making it that much harder to deal with this. And then we talk about, or we look at physical exam, where on your body are you feeling it? What is your, how is your body functioning? The main way we then treat this is through an epidural steroid injection. So that word epidural has a lot of meaning out in the public. And most often people experience that either as a woman giving child, giving birth to a child or hearing that, oh, my mom or my wife had that. Uh, and an epidural in our world is night and day difference. <laughs> so the word epidural just means it's a fancy Latin word. And all of our medical stuff comes from Latin originally. So epi means around the outside of something. And dura is just a fancy word for a nerve in your body. So we're putting something around the outside of a nerve. And you remember earlier those nerves that branch out and go down your limb. Probably the most common procedure we do is putting medicine around that nerve to calm it down, to soothe it, and to improve your pain, improve your function. And as we say at Javery Pain Institute, help you get your life back. And so maybe a way to think about that for a layperson to use your word is like a bare wire, a copper wire, the plastic sheathing is sort of what you're doing when you're doing an epidural. Yes? Yes. And so around that nerve, we're putting a little bit of numbing medicine, kind of like the medicine, you know, you may have at the dentist where they numb a tooth, but we don't numb your leg. It's just there to soothe it. And then we also mix it with a little bit of steroid medicine, which is anti-inflammatory from all that irritation uh, along that nerve and anti-pain signaling. It kind of blocks those. But we use such a low dose of the steroid because we can target that nerve specifically with a very thin needle. It's smaller than an IV you get in the hospital. It's like a pediatric needle or like a flu shot needle. And we use an x-ray machine to guide that needle right to the spot we need to be in your, along your spine. And we make it routine because we can keep people safe. And the low dose of steroid really guards against some of those side effects that if you Google them and play Dr. Google, you know, after you come to my visit, <laughs> weight gain, high blood sugar, you know, stomach ulcers. I'm using a fraction of the dose people would normally take by mouth and we're getting better results because it's right at the source of the problem. And as a side note, uh, you and I might have enough time to get Dr. Google out just in time for the holiday. So people can play it around the holiday table if you'd like. Right. Uh, uh, bittersweet see, for me. <laughs> but but we would, we'd make some money, my friend. Okay. There you go. Um, but I would be remiss because you and I don't get to talk as much as I would like to. We're at that stage where the weather is turning colder. People are coming inside and or walking or they soon will be walking in snow and ice and so from your professional opinion like what are some things we should be thinking about or stretches we should be doing or what should we be doing in these winter months to maybe insulate ourselves from injuring our backs or legs or arms further and kind of nullifying some of the sedentary lifestyle that we tend to have in Michigan as we're leaving October and heading to November so much can be done inside um, just basic stretches, movements each day, you know, yoga type movements, if, even if you're not into the whole yoga thing officially, just moving every day, you know, walking inside if you have access to that, basic stretches, but also just taking care of yourself in general, you know, not getting too isolated, too down in the dumps with the darkness coming, you know, even with covid We've seen the importance of that interaction, doing that safely, taking the precautions that are recommended for our health in the midst of COVID, and really watching out how you're taking care of your whole person. And then specifically as you're going outside, as you're moving, 
you know, just, just take a minute and look, you know, take a minute to really lace up those boots. You know, don't just go out there in the slippers and think that you're going to run out real quick um, when you forget where that step is. Uh, just take a moment, take care of yourself, be safe, have someone walk beside you or use the railing. Don't be a hero. You know, um, nevertheless, we will see people who come in and you know have a fall and it kind of sets off this sciatica, even though that arthritis was there before. It, sure. Arthritis doesn't come just from a fall, but it kind of irritates it enough to then it trips it over into being aware of that pain. And unfortunately, uh, we'll probably see some people this winter. Sure. Hope not. Um, but that's typical. Dr. Josh Suderman from the Javery Pain Institute. You can find him and Dr. Javery at JaveryPain.com. My friend, always a pleasure. I look forward to doing this again soon. Wonderful to speak with you. Thanks for the time.